exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton coming to you from inside the Phantom Radio Studios in Lake Wales, Florida home of the premier radio bowling talk show. Long ago, Bowler's Journal International called Phantom Radio a pioneer in the field of bowling podcasts because the show was regularly scheduled at the same time each week. The late Kegel owner, the great John Davis, told Len Nicholson to start this program because, quote, people need to know what you know, end quote. This PBA and bowling writer Hall of Famer has now recorded over 1,200 shows and has featured over 425 guests since 2002. 20 years plus of bowling knowledge, story sharing, and true expertise. Phantom, we need to know what you know. So Phantom fans, here's your host, Len Nicholson, The Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company, the number one lane maintenance company in the world. For all of your lane maintenance needs, including 24-hour technical support, you can always rely on the Kegel Company. So go to kegel.net. Well, Phantom fans, for you, for those of you who follow our show, we started in 2002 and have told our listeners two things. Number one, we will promise to always pass along information and knowledge. And number two, that we'll never forget bowling's great sports history and tradition. And to do that, we have to honor our past. And one way that we do that is that we occasionally pay tribute to the past greats in our sport. We'll do that again this week. And to help us do that is a man that is a regular on here, at Phantom Radio, and we are fortunate to have him with us. He's also a living legend in both the PBA and USBC Halls of Fame, along with being a proud member of the Jewish Hall of Fame. He's a (laughs) former Team USA member and was voted to the top 50 greatest PBA stars in its history. So Phantom fans, once again, here's our good friend, Barry Asher. Hello, Barry, and welcome back to Phantom Radio. Good morning, Phantom. It's always great to be on Phantom Radio and to talk about our great past and also uh, the future. But, man, I've got some good some good stuff today, really <laughs> good. Well, you always have some good stuff. As a matter of fact, um, every time that we've had somebody here that I really wanted to delve into, I've called you up and I says, you know anything about that guy? You said, yeah, what do you want to know? I mean, you know all these guys. You bowled against them. You had them come and stay at your house, all kind of things. But this week is special. Um, You know, we talk about great players from the past. This guy's one of the top all-time players uh, throughout the decades. So I'm going to mention his name, and I'll probably get some chills here. And I'll probably tear up a little bit during the show because I miss him. But what do you, can you tell us about Don Johnson? 
Don Johnson, that is probably the one of the easiest to talk about when you talk about greats because Don Johnson in my time was the best. Don Johnson bridged the gap where you had growing up we had Don Carter and Dick Weber. After after that, the next great bowler, dominant player before Mark and Earl was Don Johnson. There was no doubt about it. I'll say it again and again, and so will Johnny Petraglia, who was right there in the thick of it in 71, but we'll get to that get to that in a few minutes. But to talk about Don Johnson is it's easy. He won 26 PBA titles. At uh, starting in 1964, when nobody had ever heard of him, he won Denver, and he was throwing it off the edge, and pretty much nobody threw it off the edge, maybe maybe Les Schischler. Then after 65 was no wins, and then after 1966 through 1977, he won titles in every single season. Figure that one out. I mean... That might be something that uh, maybe Belmo is going to do that, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a tough tough chore to win to win two or three years in a row, and he did it eleven times. <laughs> For sure, you know. I want to interject one thing before you get on a roll because you're liable to just start uh, reliving all the past uh, tournaments that he was in that you bowled against him and all that, but. You know, when I first got involved with the PBA, uh, my buddy Hardwick, as you know, uh, he went on the tour, and I took my vacation. I went down to Vegas in 63, and I watched them. And then again, I went out there in 68, and I'm watching everybody. I says, Billy, you know, you're looking pretty good. He goes, you're looking at me. He says, go watch this guy. And I said, who? And he said, Don Johnson. So I went down there. And I watched him for a while in a practice session, and I came back, and I says, Billy, he's all over the place. He's playing the first board. He's playing the fourth arrow. He looks like he's lost. And he goes, oh, no. He says, he can play all those angles. He's trying to find out the best one for this particular tournament. And sure enough, throughout the course of that tournament, he played three different angles. He won the tournament. So <laughs> Billy predicted it right. So, hey. So I'm sure you've got some uh, memorable things. How about what's the greatest performance you ever saw Don do? The greatest performance, and McGrath and I, when we were single and lived together, we talked about it. In 1971, Don Johnson needed to win the World Open to be Bowler of the Year. In my opinion, there should have been two that year. They've had it in baseball. They should have had it in bowling. Don and Johnny Petraglia. Anyway, I remember making the top 24 there at the, that place in uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois, whatever, and they were absolutely impossible. 32 games, it probably took less than 100 over to make the top 24. Anyway, the 18th game of the morning block, the third, the, the last game of the morning block, I bowled Don Johnson, and I don't know who won. I don't remember, but I know that neither one of us shot over 170. And Don, I was in 17th or 18th place, and Don was in somewhere around there. So he probably put his uh, 
shoes in the uh, by the bar and his ball and went in and had a couple of beers because he usually did that between squads. He just, you know, he liked to have a few, a few beers and he wasn't crazy. He was not, don't get confused that he was a drinker. Anyway, he comes out that night needing a big block to have any chance and they're impossible. And it's like bowlers that want to stand on the big dot and throw it at the second arrow, which was unplayable. Don Johnson comes out of the game with 805. <laughs> First three games. He goes from wherever he was, 17th or 18th, probably, I don't know if he got to second or, or whatever he got to. Then the next three games, he had about 730 or 40. Anyway, for the, for the, uh, the eighth game, it didn't, <clears throat> by the eighth game, it didn't matter. Larry was going to, Lob was going to lead. Don was going to be second. And so he went from 18th to uh, second. The last eight games in the first seven games, I think he probably shot 15-50 on a condition that you could win half your games with 200 or less. That, to me, is the greatest performance I have ever seen. And and, and then if people that, that want to watch it, he, Johnny was on the show, Mike was on the show, McGrath, I forgot who the fifth was anyway, Johnny, Don beats Johnny 230 to 210, and, and trust me, Mike shot about 160. So now he bowls Larry. They tie. I forget how they tie. Anyway, so Don gets up. I think he bowled first. I'm not sure. 6 7 10, first shot. So, yeah, no, Larry bowls. So, yeah, that's now the roll off we go. Larry bowls. Don gets up on the right lane, 6 7 10. Okay. Okay, you're thinking, man, there's no way to make this. Well, he makes it, doubles, wins the tournament, and they go on to, they go on to voting bowler of the year. Greatest performance, I think, in in my history of the PBA was by Don Johnson. Well, let me say something about that tournament because I know about it because I was there. And that was in Glen Allen, uh, right outside of Chicago. And we went there to do the lanes for the tournament. And the manager, bowling manager there, I know this guy's still around, but his name was Rick Barbera. And he says, I don't know what you're going to do. He says, this is a major, even though it's not listed as a major, this is going to be the Brunswick World Open, and it's going to be a huge tournament uh, reputation down the road. So I want him tough. Well, we, we made him tough. But as you just said, Don Johnson made him look easy especially that last block. I'll never forget. No, it was, uh, it, it, it was, I'm, I'm glad I got to watch it because heck, I probably averaged 190 that block. <laughs> well, that was darn good. No wonder you're in the hall of fame. Thank you. Well, that's, that's the, that's the term that got me in. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other performances that you remember, but you know, if you don't have a, a one off the top of your head, Tell us a story about him. I know he was a character. Oh, character? He was a character. I mean, you, you don't realize because he was, you know, I loved Bonham and I wanted to, I wanted to beat him because he was so great and he was such a nice guy. He was just, he was part, he was a, a few years older than, than me and Godman and, and Johnny and, 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 and McGrath. But he was still, he was in our age group, and he was just so much fun to be around. But he was just, uh, see, I can remember, oh, I'll give you a good, 
a pretty good story. All okay. right. I, I forgot what year it was, but in Toledo, you know what chance Don and I had of, of, of making the finals there, right? Yeah, no chance. That was a, a dead straight track shot. You had to throw the ball dead straight. No, no chance. You know, so we bowled. I don't know. I mean, he probably, I, I used to, I cashed there. I get $265. Don probably get 365 so anyway, we're in the we're in the paddock after the first block, and there's a guy named Jimmy Wright. Remember him from Dallas, Fort Worth, or something? I sure okay. do. So Jimmy Wright, you know, he thought, hey, man, I got an idea, you know, because our ball hook or whatever. And he goes, you know, if you if if you got some like silicone spray or something and sprayed it on the track, that 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 just might work. Don and I look at each other. Hey. Don, you got a car? Yeah, I got a car. Okay, well, let's go. So we go to a hardware store, <laughs> and we buy, I don't know if we bought silicone spray or WD-40 or whatever it was. And before the block, we're over in the corner, and we're spraying the tracks on our bowling ball. <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, we're, we're and it's, they're so slippery. I mean, you got to put pro grip or rosin in your holes just to hang on to the ball. And we, we go, and Harry Golden's looking at us like we're absolutely, like we're crazy, which we were. And he, so we go out to bowl, and that stuff probably lasted, didn't even last the, the practice balls. But so WD-40, if anybody thinks that'll work on the track of the bowling balls to make it go straight, uh, I kind of doubt it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm looking at the clock on the wall, and I know there's no way. We're going to do a Don Johnson show in one time. So I'm, I'm looking. Uh, can you come back next week and we'll do a part two? Next week we'll do part two because, I mean, we, we haven't even talked about the Firestone. No, no. We're going to still talk about these things, but I can see we're going to run out of time eventually. And, and I want you to talk about the Firestone, but I just want a commitment from you to come back next week for part two. Gee, I'll have to check my busy schedule. <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, I'll be back next week. Same time, same channel. Okay, perfect. So go ahead with the Firestone. I know this is going to be a classic. Are we going to do that now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got time. Okay, Firestone, yeah. Tournament of Champions. Starting the first year I went was 1967. They were pretty easy. Anyway, Don Johnson made the show at the Firestone five consecutive years. Okay? Yeah. In 67, I think Steffi, I think Steffi was the leader. Anyway, in the, in the game on TV, I think, I, I know that probably in the eighth, ninth, first ball, the tenth, I don't know what it was. Don leaves a solid seven. They tie. <laughs> Steffi wins the roll-off. I don't think it was, I don't know what it was. I think 40-something to 30-something, the two-frame roll-off. So now we got 1967, Don second. 1968, that was the, the when Bill Allen told the press that the, <laughs> that the Riviera was unfair to lefties. Yeah. Okay? So... And the year before, I'd have to say they were because it took 480 over. And you know the field in the Firestone was not the strongest at that time with 48 guys yeah. that during twos got in, and they only had to bowl eight tournaments. So you had Al Savas, you had Andy Marzich, you had guys that were well, well, well past their prime. Billy Whalen. And 
So 67, they're like, they're like brutal. I mean, they're hard. I, I, I forget. Anyway, Don makes the show. Dave Davis is the leader. <clears throat> Again, the same damn thing happens to Coco in the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth frame. Key shot, solid seven. Whoa. He, he loses a tournament, 2-teen to 2-0. So, so he's tied it, and he's lost by eight pins. 69 was a bad year. He finished fifth. He made the show. I forget how the lanes. I think they were kind of like, like normal. We could check scores. doesn't matter. Then in 71, they were brutal. They, 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 they got really brutal. And yeah, I, cause I, 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 I did lead the qualifying and I was under the third block. And after that, it just, it went South and the left side was only better because the right side was so unplayable. And Johnny was on the, Johnny was on the run. Johnny leads the tournament third week in a row. Anyway, Don makes the show. He goes, I think, I think he goes up the ladder to bowl Johnny for the title and it, it was no match. It was 245 to 169. So in four, in four, four years, uh, no, in 270, we know he shoots 299 to win. So, well, we know it. We know it now because you and I said so. But <laughs> in, so six, second, three seconds, a win, and a fifth in five years. I know. That was some run, I'm telling you. And that place was never really easy. A couple times, scores got a little bit out of sight. But overall, I mean, you had to make shots there. You had to have a big ball, usually to win. Uh, yeah. It was amazing, yeah. What he did there yeah. showed how great he was. I mean, just those five years. I was telling, you know, the actor kid, JT Jackson, Action Jackson. Yeah. He went and bowled the uh, – qualifying for the tournament champions this year well he's not a real he's not a really good player he's getting better but he bowled the seven eight games and averaged 170 and whatever and he was complaining about the left to me we're texting back and forth i said back in the day i said it didn't matter at riviera if you were right-handed or you were left-handed if you had a big ball and could make shots you could knock down if you could knock down the 10 or knock down the seven you could bowl and, and people, they don't realize there's only two, three, four good lefties today, Jacob and the kid Packy and uh, Simon Ellie or something like that's his name. Anyway, we had Davis, we had Johnny, we had Petraglia, we had, we had McGrath, we had Don Helling, we had Gearhart, we had Glover. We had some great lefties and you had seven, eight guys. Litchie was a good bowler and the guys that could play well, they made the left side playable. So you had then Earl came, you know, Earl came along. I I did I did good in the Firestone, and both times I had to get by Dave Davis and Earl Anthony <laughs> to, to lead the tournament. You know, hey, that's you know, those are two of the best bowlers that ever lived. I don't care what hand they threw it with. Well, once again, I'm going to say it. That's another reason you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you didn't back in any titles, you know, and then no. You also had those guys, and you had Godman to, to mess around with. Yeah, oh, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. God damn, I wish he had more money, because he would have been easier when he had money. He was tough when he was broke, wasn't he? <laughs> he won 12 titles. He was broke every time. Every time. Every single time. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, listen, I, I am looking at the clock. We are going to be running out of time. Uh, 
I want you to save up some stuff for next week because we're going to do it again. But I got one closing comment that I want to make. It might be controversial, but, you know, we have a lot of fun on this show. Nothing's really serious. But how did you deal with uh, Coco's wife, Mary Ann? Yeah, that was funny because she was not the most favorite person on the planet. <laughs> and if you ever, and we'll get to that next week, but her and I, for uh, we got along good. I remember bowling Don in the finals in Tucson, and I was somewhere in the middle of the, it was about the eighth. He won like all eight games, and then he won like, he won like nine or ten games in a row. And I wasn't going to, you know, I think he won that year, whatever. And um, I bowled him about the third game or something in the morning. In the morning, I'm going go. I'm I say I go seven, maybe seventy five. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat him. I want I, I'm gonna beat Don. I don't care what I do. And I I I started with a bunch of strikes. And Marianne was actually rooting for me. Wow. I think I had the first, first eight or something like that. We were, we remember remember that sponsor in Mexico, that guy that whatever his name was, that Bobby Cooper cooked us. One he wanted to sponsor the tour. I do remember that guy. I can't remember his name I, right now, but I, yeah, I can't either. So Don and I and Godman end up in Mexico with Bobby and, and a bunch of other guys. We had a bowl in a tournament somewhere, and that's that's good. But after the tournament, I go. I've never been to Acapulco. You know, I don't even know where Acapulco is. We're in Mexico City. Or Guadalajara. We're in Guadalajara. I said to Don and Marianne, I, I, don't, I think, I, I don't know what, it was 73, so I don't know if Jimmy was, I, I don't know what year Jimmy was born in. I'll have to ask him. I'll get his number. And I said, hey, guys want to go to Acapulco? We'll play golf. Maybe we'll go fishing or something like that. And their answer was, yeah, let's go. So we got off and we got on a plane and we went to Acapulco and we hung out for, I don't know, two, three days. That's just that's that was just Don. We drove. He won Lincoln, and Bo had, Bo had left, and he just thought I was going to go to St. Louis, and because he had the airplane, and I, you know, I said, I oh, just I asked Don and Marianne, hey, the next turn it was somewhere back by Akron. I said, hey, can I ride with you? Yeah. So we drove from Lincoln, Nebraska to Akron, Ohio, and yeah, Marianne and I got along fine. But I, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get to an, I'll get to another incident on the next show. All right, about, I'll bring one up too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring up one too. So we'll continue okay. it next week. But good, right. okay. good job, Pars. Well, fan fans, <laughs> that's going to do it for this week. I can't believe how quickly the time flies on this show. But we look forward to coming back again next week. Barry's going to come back with part two about Don Johnson. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to send me an email or a text, let me know if you have a question, and I'll slide that in. But I want to thank our sponsors, Brad Edelman, Storm Bowling, and Dave Kowalski for our continued support to bring us back to you each and every week. So for Phantom Radio, thanks, Barry. This is a Phantom. When you're down and troubled and you need some love and care and nothing Oh, nothing is going right Close your eyes and think of me And soon I will be 